What are the indications that your organization needs asset data management? Hello, thank you for joining us. This is What Counts, a podcast created by Trailblazer Consulting. Here we highlight proven solutions developed through our experience working with companies across various industries, and we talk about how you can apply these solutions to your company. We share our experience solving information management challenges like creating and implementing a records retention schedule, creating an asset data hierarchy, or helping with email management. This is Lee, and in this episode, Moore and I will introduce asset data management, our principal consulting subject matter. Maura, we decided to start with presenting some of the indications that your organization has asset data management challenges. For instance, siloed systems. More, what in the world are siloed systems? You don't think that means systems that are found in a barn? <laughs> right. <laughs> That's a good one. I, I like that. So no, just kidding, of course. When we talk about siloed systems, we mean that the data in each system is consistent unto itself. But when you try to look at a set of data from one system to another, it's very hard to match things up one-to-one. You might wonder, why do you want to match things up from two different systems? And we see this over and over again. You have an accounting system that is tracking the cost and the revenue and the taxes that are all associated with your infrastructure, your footprint. Maybe it's your facilities, your plants, could be pipelines, whatever it is. They look at your assets in one way. Then you have an operating system that's telling you how how things are performing whether the gas is flowing as expected or the number of planes are taking off from the gates on time or the uh, manufacturing line is working as it's supposed to do. So you have that operating system look at your assets. And it needs, first of all, at the very most basic piece, it's probably counting different things. It's The finance system is rolling up segments of your business so it can account for profit and loss and cost and revenue at a higher level that makes sense for reporting and trending analysis. The operating system needs to know things at a pretty granular level to make sure it all works. You have to understand where there, where's there a breakdown? Where might there be a breakdown? Where do you have planned maintenance or a planned outage and how do you account for that from an operations standpoint? That's a sort of inherent difference between the two. The other differences are ones that kind of grow up over time, which is you created both these systems separately many years ago, and you named things how it was most convenient in either system. And so the chances of getting the name exactly the same or using the same identifier and making it easy to translate from one to the other are pretty slim if you don't set out to do that deliberately. Then if you think about how the last few episodes we talked about mergers and acquisitions and bringing in data from other companies that are merging with yours, that just compounds this problem. And infrastructure organizations go through a significant amount of merger and acquisition, divestiture, consolidation, and that type of change especially because when we're talking about infrastructure data, we're talking about decades. This is not a quick business. This is something that grows up over time and your systems grow up over time and your data accumulates over time. 
So the way that you've organized your data, the systems that you have available to manage your data and going at it from, okay, there's advances on the finance side. Oh no, there's advances on the operations side. Oh wait, if we're in some business, especially in the renewable space where we have a lot of technology driven systems and you have a huge internet of things network where you're actually collecting operating data on a regular basis. And I'm talking regular, like every 30 seconds, not regular, like every three weeks or every month, that data piles up quickly and it's in new formats. So now you've got all these different systems kind of passing over each other and holding valuable data about your assets your infrastructure base that you're trying to manage. And all of those systems are valid. The way that each of them was created is a valid is a valid choice. It made sense for the finance and accounting team to look at it the way they looked at it from a business segment perspective. It made sense for the operations team to do what it did to get to the point where it could actively manage and monitor each part of the operation. It made sense for those other businesses when they named things and how they brought them in, how they were managing them, and then you had to bring them in and make them fit. So there's no wrong answer here. It's just that now you look across the whole company and you say, okay, I want to know, is the fact that the revenue is down on a segment of my business related to an operational problem? And there's no easy way to answer that question from a data perspective. You have to do some manual translation right. every time that you want to do the report. I want one report to tell me everything. <laughs> is that possible? So it is possible eventually. You can get to that dashboard, the nirvana of data management, where we have KPIs and they update automatically. And you can look across and say, oh, my business is in great shape and I can take advantage of this opportunity over here, it's possible. But there's work to do to get us there. Yeah, let's not get into the work yet, though. We're still introducing the asset management. We had we had that issue in some previous episodes where we jumped around a little bit. So, okay, so siloed systems, we, we get that. And asset data management is really about a company that has heavy infrastructure-related assets. That's what we're talking about, not financial assets from that matter. Not only financial assets. So this problem applies in a lot of different cases, but where we see the most value to our clients is when we're talking about physical infrastructure and revenue that is being generated off of physical infrastructure. Because Thank you, you. Have, that's the best way to put it. Yes. Physical so you have kind of two levels of activity going on. You have the business of building and maintaining and running that infrastructure. And then you have the commercial and financial side of it that sits on top. What did it cost to build it? What does it cost to, to sell it, to generate the revenue? What's that cost of goods? And how do you account for those two things, those two different levels? So you asked me, how do we know? And you and talking about siloed information systems. And there are a couple of other things I want to mention as part of our level setting here of what are we trying to tackle when we talk about asset data management? One, I already said, which is inconsistent asset definition. The financial side of things, the, um, the financial teams versus the operating teams versus the maintenance teams, even the construction and engineering teams might all have a different way of defining what is an asset. 
And again, there's no wrong answer, but you got to get everybody to agree. <laughs> so you can agree on the lowest level of granularity and then agree on how do you roll up the data to the right level so that different people can take advantage of it. So we spent some time working for an airport and we've talked about that project before. And in this situation, the maintenance and engineering team, they wanted a very low level of granularity. They needed to know where were all the parts above a certain value that they had to track, that they needed to check on, do some maintenance, routine maintenance on, that they might have to do corrective actions on if something broke. And they needed to know where they were. They needed to know when they had hit their expected life, when they were out of warranty, when it was time to report on them in some regulatory way or do some routine maintenance to keep up their the warranties on them. They needed to know that at a very low level. At the other end of things, you had the finance team who really didn't care about that at a low level at all, but they needed to know from a capital investment and depreciation perspective, what did their capital budget pay for and how did it live out its life? How did they do the depreciation? And when you replaced something early, what was the impact on the depreciation and that, and that capital accounting? So it was that roll up that proved to be really important. And up until we had done that work, there was a fixed asset register that finance was working off of for tax and depreciation. And there was a very granular asset register that the maintenance and engineering team was working off of. And the only way that they could account for changes between them was a quarterly meeting where they went one by one and asked questions of each other, the finance team and the engineering team, like, is this fire door still here? And that was a pretty inefficient method. They made it work, but it was inefficient. So when we finished our project, they were actually able to produce reports that showed what were all the you know, low level pieces of asset that made up an entry on that fixed asset register. And they could calculate changes with data instead of just having people discuss it and come to an answer. So that's one key thing. Another one is critical asset data stored in documents. And this is especially true with infrastructure organizations that have been around for a while, because you might have everything you need to know on a detailed plan. It has the whole schematic. It has an overlay for your electrical, it has an overlay on the water piping. Every piece of information is there from an engineering perspective. And then your construction company sends you a PDF and you attach that to your asset management system. That data is not very accessible anymore. At the same time, they probably sent an asset loading spreadsheet of some kind that had a lot of pieces of data, but the ones we've seen over the years tended to be very clunky and fail a lot when you try and upload the data because the definitions are not are mismatched or the formats are mismatched or the spreadsheet has too many rows in it and it became corrupt. All sorts of things go wrong with that asset loading process. So that's another Another challenge is you've got the data, but you can't use it. A lack of shared data management process across the teams. Some teams might start out and have a full set of data, but they don't maintain it. it because it's not important to them over time, but it would be important to say, the environmental team needs to know what's changing on the engineering side so that they can report on 
emissions or other things that are happening that might impact the environmental footprint of your infrastructure. And then finally, data handoff. The life cycle of an asset, both the physical life cycle and that financial commercial life cycle goes through a lot of changes and it touches every part of an organization. And handing data off from one group to another is there's, those are the most vulnerable points for data it being mistranslated, lost somehow, you know, changed, transformed, but the documentation isn't there to tell us how it got changed. It's just in somebody's head and in a spreadsheet. So those are, those are the key signs we look for when we go into an organization and we think, hmm, you may have an asset data management problem. Yeah, like closing a project before the final check is cashed. That would be a problem. And that would be a process issue for sure. Yeah, or never closing a project. Or never. If yeah. you never get the final as-built documents, that happens a lot out there. We've seen it a lot. So either end of that, that closure process is important. So I'm going to stop there for today as our level setting. And as you can probably guess, there are a lot of ways we can take this conversation and we're going to explore some of them in upcoming episodes. So stick with us and let us know what you think and what you've encountered in the this, this sphere of asset data management. Perfect. Yes. If you have any questions, please send us an email at info at trailblazer.us.com or use the new contact form because it works completely this time on www.trailblazer.us.com. Thank you for listening and please tune in to our next episode. Also, if you like this episode, please be a champion and share it with people in your social media network. As always, we appreciate you, the listeners. A special thanks goes to Jason Blake, who created our intro music. Thanks, Lee. Look forward to talking to you soon. <laughs>